A sniper shot President Kennedy and Governor John Connolly of Texas in downtown Dallas today. U.S. Representative Albert Thomas of Texas said both were still alive in a hospital emergency room. And Congressman Jim Wright of Fort Worth said both Kennedy and Connolly were seriously wounded but were alive. You're listening to a podcast from RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. All right, welcome to episode 114 of the Mr. Nelson Show. As we tape this, we've finished off uh, this year's Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm sure we've all took time to think about what we're thankful for. And, of course, I'm thankful for my family and friends and, uh, you know, just just being alive. You know, there's things to be grateful for. Yeah. Sure, not everything's perfect, but, oh, you know, God, there's people no. that are worse off than me. Yeah. And yes. when, I, when I take that into account, boy, I, I really shouldn't bitch too much. So, yes, yeah, time to reflect on uh, the good things in, in life that you have Amen. and uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very that's sweet. Right. You know what I'm grateful for? What? I'm grateful oh, Lord. for the articles of impeachment oh, that have been filed no. by the Democrats no. in God. Congress. No. Yes, let's no. get the ball rolling. No. Hashtag no. resist. Don't no, give up the fight. Yes, no, it's going to happen. Boom. No, you can boom yourself, you little twink. You just forget about all that. I mean, God damn it. Here we are uh, talking about celebrating thankfulness, you know, and all that. And coming together and appreciating what you got. What do you do? You got to go down into the sewer politics. Well, the politics are in the sewer because of Donald Trump. Oh, God, that ain't true. That ain't nowhere near, no, no way near. What? God damn it, Walter. It ain't true. Yeah, right. Well, getting back to uh, Thanksgiving, uh, um, uh, what are you thankful for, Red? Well, I'm thankful for my pickup truck, my bear, oh, God. my guns, oh, my God, oh, God, my country, and of course, the greatest president who ever lived, <laughs> Donald J. Trump. Oh, there we go. Oh, please. Yeah. oh I'm political, but you it's are. not please. Yeah, what? Not everything on that list is political, and that's the difference, and you can't understand that because you're an idiot. Oh, good Lord. Well, you know, I will have the last laugh when President Trump is in bitch. Never happened. Dream on. Well, Dream on. Uh, it could happen if the Democrats take More. back the House. However, exactly. I don't see them Bam. getting enough numbers in the Senate to be able to convict, so he what? could end up getting impeached. No. But uh, I don't see him being removed from office. What? As a no. What it won't be the point. Well, that, those are the rules uh, left to yeah, The House impeaches, rules, and then the Senate votes to remove the, from the office. But if they don't get the votes to remove him, they will. he won't be removed. And then no, they uh, won't be pretty much back in square one at that point. What? Uh, just showing that most of Washington, D.C. is nothing but theater. And you got to stop falling for that just because when they say jump, stop asking how high. What's that oh, supposed boy. to be? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, there's a lot of theater going on in Washington, D.C. And at this point, it sounds like it's a goddamn porn theater. What? Now, now, oh, let me guess. Oh, it's all about Al Franken. Yes. That's just a distraction for the fact. It's about Conyers, too. We'd rather have an accused pedophile in office. Lord. 
over a Democrat. That just shows you how far gone this administration is. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that we need to recall that uh, uh, the Democrats were more in favor of an accused rapist what? over a Republican. So if what? you follow the logic, you have to conclude that. So. No! No! Yes! That was a different time. Oh, my God. What? Oh, so rape was perfectly acceptable back then? Is that what you're trying to sell me, Lefty? No, it, it just... It, look, when it comes to uh, the terms here, the, the key word is accused. Nothing was ever really proved there. There you go, Lefty. That's a good point. Yes. Uh, likewise, nothing has really been proved in the Roy Moore case either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, no, I'll show you what has been proven. That Al Franken is a pervert and can't oh, keep his oh, hands to himself oh, through his own admission. And there it all is. That Meanwhile, totally, John Conyers is using totally. taxpayer money to pay off women that he was molesting. Well, maybe that's oh, what it's there boy, for. yeah, we got to worry about what may or may not have happened. Yes, we do. We got substantiated crimes. Oh, it's not crimes per se. Yeah, it's it is. just. Misunderstandings and things like that, oh, and misjudgments, and you know, people make mistakes. Yeah, well, uh, you're calling for Roy Moore to drop out, yes. and if, even if nope. he wins, he will. Uh, that for he him will. not to be seated, uh, exactly. which would force him to resign. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, no. uh, Al Franken and John Conyers. Well, the best we get out of the Democrats from that is, well, we're going to look at that. See, yeah. there you go. Uh, wait for it to die down, and then forget about it. So, yeah. well, yeah. meanwhile, so. Conyers. That's interesting. You know, Conyers uh, been in office since President. Lyndon Johnson. Good was in Lord. Office. Uh, how about that? So what? Uh, boy, do we need term limits? <laughs> yes, no, we sure do. No, we yep. don't, because that would deny the people their choice. Clearly, the voters wanted Conyers, and you'd be denying their choice, and that's so rough. No bullshit, Lefty. Oh. Once them idiots get in there, they never leave. And once but, they got the connections and part of people, what? that's it. I mean, hell, I hate to say it because I don't care for the dummy craps, oh, but if they God. wanted a different candidate than Conyers, tough. They ain't going to get it. That's how they stay in there. Oh. Well, yeah, that's more or less kind of how it works. No. And uh, that's how you get people in, in Washington, D.C. becoming multimillionaires, despite the fact what? that they don't produce anything. But, but they do they have the doors of power themselves. and wealthy people. Must bend a knee to them oh, and uh, provide uh, financial incentives for them, perhaps, oh, uh, jobs for the family, all that type well, of stuff. So, and that's where you get your lobbying they, firms and consulting on, firms wouldn't? and all that. It becomes very lucrative. And surprise, today, Washington, D.C. is the wealthiest city in the world. Well, that's Good where the Lord. money belongs. It belongs in the what? hands of the people who know where it needs to go. It belongs in the hands the of whoever earned it. it. It should go. That's how the system works. God You're just damn. being selfish. But anyway, let's get back to the perversions that you're going to be saddled with if what? that horrible man Roy Moore gets in. Well, Case closed. Oh, my God. Now, no, you ain't getting away well, that one. It, it, see, the problem here is, is that we're... Uh, this all starts less than a month before the election, so there's so, very little time to substantiate anything conclusively. Tough. And uh, I don't even know how you could. Well, and uh, there's no litigation or whatever, so saying case closed, no. But, you know, uh, I don't think people like you, Lefty, care what? Uh, where the truth lies. It's 
It's oh, all a means to an end. That's outrageous. And has very little to do with truth. Uh, I think that's uh, been perfectly demonstrated by Teen Vogue columnist Emily Lynn. In Ooh. a series of tweets, she explained her views on this whole matter. Oh, I'm sorry. Her name is Emily Linden. Oh, there you uh, go. Here in a tweet, she says, Here's an unpopular opinion. I'm actually not at all concerned about innocent men losing their jobs over false sexual assault harassment allegations. What? First, false allegations very rarely happen. Exactly. You know, exactly. Just forget Thank about you. The, 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 uh, the Rolling Stone article and the UVA case, yep. uh, the Mattress Girl lied. And of course, Lena Dunham herself, who also happened. says what? women never lie about rape, except, they don't. of course, she did. What? And also just kind of uh, ignores the fact that she admitted to molesting her own sister. What? So, uh, oh yeah, there, there's God. things like that. But, uh, of course, seconds. hey, that's only a few, so let's just say it's rare. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, she yeah, continues. she explains it in the but, tweet. Well, this is simply a derailment tactic, and it what? shouldn't even be brought up because it's so rare to be insignificant. It just doesn't happen. We interrupt this program to bring you this special news bulletin. Mother arrested for lying about being tied up and raped by her former boyfriend. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A woman tried getting her former boyfriend arrested by claiming he raped her. However, her plans backfired and she was arrested instead. 25-year-old Maria Jordan Smith from Tuscaloosa, Alabama has been arrested for filing a fake report after police said she admitted to lying about being raped. Smith called the police at 5 p.m. on Saturday to report that she had been the victim of a home invasion and a sexual assault. According to the reports, Smith, who has a young daughter, told police that her ex-boyfriend walked into her home through an unlocked door, went to her bedroom, and raped her. Smith claimed that after the sexual assault, her ex-boyfriend tied her legs to the bed, tied her hands, and left. Tuscaloosa police said that during their investigation, detectives were able to determine that some of the statements Smith gave to them were not true. Investigators contacted Smith's ex-boyfriend and learned that he was out of the state at the time of the alleged assault. His name has not been made public. Smith was arrested and booked into the Tuscaloosa County Jail. Her bond was set at $6,000. And that's the news. And now, back to your program. Oh my God, what the hell was that? That was the truth shooting you uh, right between the eyes, oh, Lefty. Oh, of course. Uh, the, yes, you would bring up shooting, because you're also obsessed with guns. My God, you violent people. You, you just, you're a cruel man, and you hate women. And you just want to shoot everybody, especially people of color. Oh, God you're damn. violent, gun-obsessed freak. Yeah, well, proud of it, Lefty. Proud to be a gun freak. Because you'll take my gun from my cold yeah. dead hand. <laughs> well, there you go. Rest my You know, you don't need them. You oh, just yeah, you don't do. need them. Yeah, well, sometimes you do, Lefty. Uh, and that's the point. You can never quite uh, prepare or predict for every uh, possible occurrence, and you never know when you might need uh, a firearm to <sighs> I, I, I defend this. your home and, you, and yourself. Th these scenarios never, ever 
happen. We interrupt this program to bring you this special news bulletin. Woman uses gun to protect herself from men who broke into her home. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. An Arizona woman used a gun to potentially save her life on Tuesday night when a man tried to force his way into her home. Police say the woman, who lives in Phoenix, was returning home when the man grabbed her and repeatedly tried to force his way into her home. Police say they do not believe the woman knew the man and that he was most likely trying to rob her. The woman managed to escape the man's grasp as he shut the door behind her. She immediately grabbed a gun inside her home and shot him after he managed to force his way into her home. After being shot, the man fled to a local hospital where he was later pronounced dead. The woman was reportedly unharmed from the incident. Police are purportedly investigating the incident as a homicide but have not filed any charges against the woman. No identities were released, although the man is reported to be 34 years old. Well, let's hope the investigation wraps up soon so this woman can get her medal. And that's the news. And now, back to your program. There you go, right there. Well, there ain't no denying it. I am it. Talk about your case closed. Oh, my God. This probably was a necessary use of force here. What? You point to these one rare aberrations at night when you talk about the wholesale slaughter that goes in this gun crazed nation. You mean like, oh, once in a while something happens. I mean, good lord, it'll probably be 10 years again before something like that happens. It's just absurd. We interrupt this program to bring you this special news bulletin. Woman holds off burglar suspect at gunpoint. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. According to an arrest affidavit for Tommy Foster Jr. 40, deputies were dispatched to a home on Plum Hill Road in reference to a burglary in progress Friday. The caller said Foster forced entry into her home and was in her living room being held at gunpoint. Before deputies arrived, Foster fled the scene in a black Ford truck. Deputies reported meeting the truck at the end of Plum Hill Road and stopped it. Foster was in the front passenger seat but refused commands to exit the vehicle. He was subsequently removed and placed in restraints. The victim told officers she was sleeping in the back room at her home and heard a loud bang. She said she grabbed her rifle, walked into the living room, and saw Foster walking into the kitchen. Per the report, Foster said, They are going to kill me. The victim pointed her gun at Foster and attempted to detain him until deputies arrived. But Foster fled through the door he used to enter the home. The affidavit states Foster admitted to being under the influence of bath salts. Ambulance service was requested and Foster was cleared by the technicians before being taken into custody. As officers attempted to place Foster into the patrol unit, he began kicking two deputies in the chest and legs. It took six deputies to force him back into the unit. Foster was booked on charges of simple burglary, resisting an officer, and battery of a police officer. Wow, this Foster guy sounds really violent. I wonder why he never tried to attack the woman. Oh, right, because she had a rifle pointed at him. And that's the news. And now, back to your program. Oh, man. There you go. I mean, God I guess left you just rather that she got, you know, shot herself what? or raped or got no Oh my on. God, that's, you, that, that is atrocious. Just absolutely atrocious. I mean, look, this, 
well, guess what? This was in Louisiana, and one of these red gun crazy So, of course, you're going to probably find a few extra little anecdotal incidents of this sort of scenario, but that's all it is! Well, that's kind of the point. I mean, if the gun's not there, they can't defend themselves. So I, not... That doesn't really help your case, Lefty. Yes, it does, because oh, it no. proves that the likelihood of these sort of things would occur. Just well, puts yeah. the idea that there was more than what happened better. It's just yeah. absurd. It just no. is. Besides, I still hold that this is a rare occurrence and just oh, hardly ever happens. God. Just because you got two stories. Wow. Big whoop de doo We interrupt no, this program no, to bring you this special no. news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Homeowner thwarts burglary at gunpoint. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. Oh, yeah. An incident occurred in West Monroe, Louisiana on Saturday. Deputies were dispatched to Olise Drive on a burglary complaint. When they arrived, the suspect, later identified as Drake King, 38, of Washington Street, was being held at gunpoint by the victim. The victim told deputies he'd heard a noise and found King attempting to pry open the back door of his home. King told deputies he was running from people who were trying to get him. He said he went to the back door of the home and found a piece of metal in the yard. Per the report, King said he pried the door open from the bottom to make the alarm go off, and he was trying to get inside to hide from the people that were, of course, after him. Yes, King was booked on one count of attempted simple burglary. Well, I guess it's simple. Wow. I guess maybe someone was after him. Yes, the law. And that's the news. And now, back to your program. <laughs> Three strikes, new rares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so proud of yourselves. Yep. Three stories. Wow. But wow. Before you said Lefty, there weren't but... none. God damn it. They just, there ain't yeah, no well, satisfying you, you stupid idiot. You'll never Fred. agree to nothing. Can't stand it. Fred. Alright. Yeah, just oh. let it go. Jeez. Well, yeah, I guess that's enough of this. Uh, oh, yeah. oh we more guess. or less did another a one? week in review there, I think. <laughs> so, um, let's take a break. And then we'll what? come back with some more Nelson Show. Of course. Oh, way to shut me up, huh? Hmm. Shows that I won! You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do, and you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. On my next program, my guests will include comedian Louis C.K. as we discuss the conundrum of a scenario that involves sexual assault. Can it really be sexual assault 
if you're asking women to watch you molest yourself. My second guest will be the former Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein. And uh, what exactly is meant by the phrase, you knew what this was. And finally, in the political realm, Senator Al Franken will join me in a discussion on the perverted depravity of the GOP. That's next time on the Charlie Rose program. And yes, I will be nude. Uh, and the question on that simply is, what are we going to do about this? That's next time on the Charlie Rose show. The Charlie Rose show is currently without a home. If you are interested in the Charlie Rose show being a part of your network or platform, please contact Charlie Rose and send your female representatives to his room where we're sure something can be worked out. Say, friends, want to watch a movie with your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Or, well, you can have the experience. All you got to do is head over to Selfie.com slash Nelson and download one of the films that I've given my poor man's Mystery Science Theater treatment to. Such films like Moon of the Wolf. It stars David Jansen of the Fugitive fame, who plays a Louisiana sheriff that, while investigating the grisly murder of a young woman ostensibly by a pack of wild dogs, romances the aging town slut. Later on, a werewolf is overwhelmed by the sheriff's rancid flatulence. Also a part of this package deal, Flash Gordon attempts to rescue Dr. Zarkov, but the doctor would rather stay his Ming's prisoner while wearing a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So head over to cellfight.com slash Nelson and download this little treasure for only a buck seventy-five. Be there now. Malamundo. The wide, wild, uninhibited world of restless, reckless youth. Malamundo. Frenzied, frantic youth on the loose. The new generation looking for new kicks anywhere they can find them. Malamundo. The youth of Europe seen in the glaring spotlight of its own excesses. Raw, raucous, rowdy. From Bond Street to Bedlam. From Paris to Pandemonium. The good and the bad. The wild and the willing. This is Malamundo, a motion picture unlike any you've ever seen before. Two years in the making by Europe's top camera crews. Hear the new song hit, Funny World, sung by Jane Morgan in Malamundo. Say, gang, want to help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Of course, you've heard my ads for my Society6 store and my Selfie store of all those hilarious little videos. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now there's another store uh, similar to the Society6 store, but some products are a little bit cheaper. And there's a few more, including the Mr. Nelson hat, Mr. Nelson t-shirt, several kinds of t-shirts, even the value t-shirt. And it's all at the Mr. Nelson store, courtesy of Zazzle.com. That's Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. <laughs> yes, it's just that simple. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store and select some sort of apparel you can have. 
Yes, all different kinds of shirts, some of which are shirts that uh, represent some of the movies I did at my self high store. Uh, some even represent the Bob Levy Show. And for the ladies, yes, some little undergarments with my face on them. <laughs> Oh, yes! Ah, bumper stickers, posters, little buttons and pins, all that good stuff, and plenty of other kinds of shirts. Yes, and of course, like I mentioned, the value shirt at $14.95. It's a steal. Mm -hmm. Yes, so head over to the Mr. Nelson store, zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's the underscore Mr. underscore Nelson underscore store. And by Mr., I just mean MR. Yes, 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 yes. It's just that simple. Yes, yes. So, please, uh, help me out, won't you? Thanks. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for Perhaps, but maybe not. Well, it's November, and what does that mean? Well, it means Thanksgiving. And remembering the JFK assassination. Yes, uh, it's it's just going to keep happening. And, of course, uh, people look on that with uh, the conspiracy theories. Uh, because without a conspiracy theory, well, it's just a sad and horrible story of a terrible murder. Uh, but that's exactly what it was. Um you know, when I was younger, uh, the assassination con conspiracy theories, uh, I was really looking at it. Yeah, there's got to be something there. Yeah, there's got to be something to that. And maybe not all of them. Maybe some of them are off, but yeah, there's something. Yeah, I no longer think that. Uh, I haven't thought it for a very long time. And uh, one of the uh, things I always point to, there's several documentaries on it and most of them just cover the whole idea of conspiracies and, and stuff like that and that's because the conspiracy theory is far more sexier than the real story and it, it, you can just it could just go on forever you know and it goes to the really extreme bizarre theories of kennedy was going to reveal the the roswell aliens <laughs> or something like that to uh certain uh right-wing coups that were just about to happen and they got rid of them but where's the coup? <laughs> also, one of the favorite ones was to keep him from uh, taking us out of Vietnam. Uh, no evidence of that whatsoever. Quite the contrary uh, is the truth. Uh, had Kennedy lived, uh, pretty much everything that happened in the 60s would have gone as it did. Um, so uh, what do we have here? Well, we have the story of a pathetic, lonely man who wanted to be more than he was, and that was Lee Harvey Oswald. And uh, uh, Kennedy wouldn't necessarily be his main target. Uh, he tried before uh, with a right-wing, uh, uh, what was his name, General Walker, uh, a guy who had gotten some amount of news and celebrity at the time, and that drew in uh, Oswald on his little mission to uh, spark a revolution so that Marxism could be imposed in the United States. And uh, but 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 it, was it really about all that? It, it was, and for him, for him, it was about being some kind of uh, fantasy hero in his mind, uh, because he was really just a sad, pathetic little man. 
who believed he was here for a huge purpose and was far more special. Uh, so when you can't achieve uh, fame and uh, the accolades through some grand skill on your part, uh, then your only other option is infamy. And that's when you can become a villain. And that's what he did. Uh, he murdered a president. So anyway, there were tons of uh, documentaries and books, of course, tons and tons of books on the conspiracy theories and what have you. Uh, and uh, just, you know, uh, documentaries looking at the case as is and they're weighing this and that. But uh, I'm going to focus on two here for the purposes of this uh, edition of perhaps, but maybe not. <laughs> um, in 2003, there was a documentary done uh, on the assassination, and it was called The Kennedy Assassination Beyond Conspiracy. And uh, there were two different versions of it. Uh, I think it was originally done by the BBC, and then ABC News purchased it, and they just sort of you know, somewhat re-edited it, but not by much. It's basically the same film. I've seen both. And uh, the ABC version, uh, Peter Jennings is the narrator of it. And uh, for BBC, it's, well, it's some other guy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, uh, and as far as I know, the uh, the BBC version is still on YouTube. And let me see. Yep, yep, still there. And uh, so you can look at it if you want. And I do recommend it. And the other film uh, is the Oliver Stone JFK movie, which, of course, deals with the assassination as well, <laughs> obviously. And, uh, and it's interesting because uh, that uh, Oliver Stone's film plays a big part in the other film, the documentary uh, Beyond Conspiracy. And uh, there's a good reason for that as well. Now, uh, Beyond Conspiracy lays out all the details uh, of the murder and uh, what happened afterwards and all of that and uh, debunks most of the favorite uh, uh, aspects of it that people look at to say, see, this shows that there's more to this. And uh, and some people will even say that Oswald was completely framed. You know, was, oh, there must have been a second gunman, which would mean Oswald was in cahoots with uh, someone else. And that one uh, used, used to draw me in, like saying, oh, there, yeah, well, why not? You know, there could have been another guy and, and all that. Uh, but there's some people who just exonerate him, and uh, uh, that's one of the one of the many uh, I call it crimes <laughs> or shameful acts of Oliver Stone's film because he tends to exonerate Oswald in that thing, and uh, there's just no way you can do that. I mean, even if you're dubious of, of the Kennedy killing, you can't be over Officer Tibbets. I mean, it's hands down Oswald killed that police officer. Uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, the film deals with all that. And uh, so I'm going to play a few clips here from it uh, that demonstrates some of the ideas of where people still hold on to some of these aspects that they say proves that uh, it was some broader conspiracy and that Oswald himself couldn't have been, if if not the killer, certainly not the, the lone killer. Uh, of the president. So uh, one of the re recurring uh, allegations is that he just wasn't a very good shot and he, he just couldn't do it. And it was also a very difficult shot to make from that position from the school book depository and what have you. Uh, and this is a point that's brought up in the stone film as well, 
as you know, so case closed on that one. So uh, here's a clip from the from the uh, Kennedy assassination beyond conspiracy, where uh, they discuss uh, Oswald's marksmanship and the ability to take the shot uh, from that position. Oswald was at best a medium shot. The scope was effective on it too. I mean, this is the whole essence of the case to me. The guy couldn't do the shoot. Nobody could. And they sold this lemon to the American public. Hardly. The distance from the sniper's nest in the window to the president in the car at the time of the fatal shot was 88 yards. For a former Marine sharpshooter, which Oswald was, the shot was well within his ability. Well, I have here uh, Oswald's uh, scorebook from the Marine Corps, uh, where he when he did his practicing with this more or less the same kind of rifle that he used uh, against Kennedy, he demonstrated that he was highly competent as a, as a marksman. Uh, for example, here is a type of target which is shaped very much like the head and shoulders of President Kennedy sticking up above the rear seat of the car. And this is at 200 yards, which is more than twice the distance of Dallas. And this rapid fire, which uh, certainly was true of Dallas, and he scores 48 out of a possible 50 which I can tell you is, is excellent. They're telling us that Oswald got off three shots with world-class precision from a manual bolt-action rifle in less than six seconds. And according to his Marine buddies, he's got Maggie's drawers. You know what that means? Wasn't any good. Average man would be lucky to get two shots off. And I tell you, the first shot would always be the best. Here, the third shot's perfect. Three shots in less than six seconds is completely wrong. The first shot was fired at frame 160 of the Sapruda film, the second at frame 223, and the last shot at frame 312. So Oswald had 8.3 seconds to shoot. Three shots with a rifle in 8.3 seconds. For Oswald, that was plenty of time. Dr. John Latimer has simulated the Kennedy shooting on many occasions. He is 89 years old. This is uh, exactly like the gun that Oswald used. Since he got his shots off in eight and a half seconds, I'll show you that it's possible to come close to that. And here we go. So we'll sight in our telescope and get off one shot, and then a second, and then a third, taking a little more time for the last one as he did. So there you have it. Uh, often the claim was that the shot was so difficult to do, it's ridiculous to suggest that anyone could do it. Uh, not true. <laughs> the Stone film uh, basically lies about the positioning and the uh, the distance and the mathematics involved, uh, or just you know didn't bother, got it wrong. Uh, and uh, also Oswald's marksmanship was terrible. Not true. <laughs> and this is really bad because it's well documented because what do we have here? Well, we had the professor here who was explaining it. Uh, and what did, he go, what did he go for his information? Well, he went to the Marines <laughs> who trained Oswald. And there was a record of his abilities, and it was excellent. And, of course, uh, just to add in, uh, insult to injury here, this uh, professor who at the time of the film, he's, I'm sure he's probably passed away by now, but it says he was 89 years old. 
and he demonstrates that he could do the shot within the timeline, which, of course, again, the Stone film got wrong. But uh, there he is, an 89-year-old man does it, and he even pauses for the last shot <laughs> and still had time to do it. Uh, 89 years old, Oswald was 24 when uh, he killed Kennedy. So, uh, yeah, he, he could do the shot. So there you go. There's one of the prized things. See, there has to be something going on here because this is a big lie. No, it's not. And the lie is the opposite. You know, Maggie's draws. No, that's none of that's true. That's just something Oliver Stone threw in there, and it's a complete falsehood. Now, Oliver Stone uh, took quite a bit of liberties here with the story, which he readily admit. He just said, well, it's dramatic license, you know, like uh, the hero in the film is uh, uh, played by Kevin Costner is uh, Jim Garrison, who was the district attorney of New Orleans. Uh, uh Boy, the real story is not that heroic. Uh, he's portrayed like he's Captain America in the in the movie, but uh, in the real world, he was a sleazy, corrupt piece of shit. <laughs> and he chased after this conspiracy thing, brought a case against some people, and uh, basically just persecuted them for no reason because he never had a case. And it's ridiculous. But uh, Stone needed a character to be the hero for the film, so he uses him. And he says, well, he's an amalgam for other guys who pursued uh, the conspiracy theories, you know, with books and whatnot. And, uh, but still, there are entire scenes in the film of events that never, ever happened, never took place. So Garrison meeting with guys from the Pentagon and stuff, telling them, oh, there's something terrible going on. It, it, no, it's all BS. But that said, uh, JFK is a fantastic film. <laughs> but Doug, what do you mean? Uh, uh, as a film, uh, and the skill with Oliver Stone puts it together, and the, the editing and the performances of the, of the actors and whatnot, it's fantastic. It's top-notch. As history, it's pure excrement. It's, it's, it's actually quite the insult to the ideals of history, of telling the truth and being accurate and whatnot. None of that is in there, and uh, it, it's really, it's really a slap in the face uh, to the country to present this as real. Had it been some kind of fictional thing where it was different characters or renamed and all that, it might have been better as a film that could stand on its own, which it is that good and that strong. But unfortunately, it's always going to be dogged by this nutty crap about the conspiracy theories and Oliver Stone's own politics about, you know, everybody that's not on his side is, you know, completely evil and whatnot. And so he wants to believe that there was some right wing plot and, uh, that got rid of Kennedy because, Oh, we could have had a great golden age if only, uh, you know, Kennedy had lived and all that nonsense and we wouldn't have gone to Vietnam and whatnot. And it, it, it's all crap, but there it is. Uh, the two films, which one is more close to pursuing the truth and which one is uh, using uh, all the all the mechanisms and stuff of, 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 of theatricality, which is perfect for film and what have you. But it claims to be the same as the documentary and it's not. Uh, so that, that's just one example. There are several different uh, things. There's certainly the position of like Kennedy and Governor Connolly in, in the car, which I had never known until this film. But when we looked at it, it's like, oh, well, there you go. Because there's the magic bullet theory, which the film goes way out of the 
<laughs> you know, bizarro land to try to explain the magic bullet. There, there is no magic bullet. It turns out it's a straight shot. So it's very simple to figure out how that happened. And as far as uh, the bullet that came out of Colony into his stretcher, there's that famous talk about that, that, they, oh, it was pristine. So, of course, Oliver Stone suggested some agent planted it there. Uh, it's not pristine. It's flattened. <laughs> and the film shows that to you. Uh, so again, lied again, you know, had you, cause he got a lie he, cause it's not true. So, and even when you're some you catch somebody says, okay, well they lied about that, but not that, you know, <laughs> no, if they're lying about this, they're lying about all of it. And so there's several examples of that sort of thing. So uh, again, I do. I'm look. I'm recommending both films <laughs> because for the artistry and entertainment value, if you will, JFK is good. As for history, it's crap. Uh, for history, uh, Kennedy assassination beyond conspiracy is good. Uh, either, either version, whichever one you get to, ABC or BBC. Uh, it's pretty good. But, you know, and you're left with, well, why did this happen? You know, why? Well, of course, they center on who Oswald really was, the whole story. Uh, and how do you do that? Well, you talk to people who actually knew him, <laughs> most notably uh, his own brother. So, and here's a guy who will tell you flat out that, yes, my brother did it. Uh, and, in fact, I have a clip here with that. After all these years... And we're, we're talking about a long time, I think more than anything else. If I had an opportunity, had the facts that said Lee was innocent, I would be out there shouting it loud and clear. It is my belief, my conviction, no one but Lee was involved. Period. So uh, it's hard to argue <laughs> with the man's own brother. I mean, there he is saying that he wishes he could find something to clear his own brother. And, of course, he would want to, but it's not there. Now, there's so much that he could just throw himself into. So all these conspiracy theories and, you know, oh, my brother, you know, he was murdered by Jack Ruby for working for the mob and all that sort of stuff. No. He knows him. He knows better. And he tells the story of his brother and his whole about what a sad, lonely man he was, that uh, he was uh, burning with ambition, but with no skills or talent to match it. And uh, it, it broke him. And so, like I said earlier, you know, he chose to pursue infamy because he was never going to achieve fame for uh, any great uh, talent on his part. So there you go. It fits right in and explains it perfectly. And here's his, one of the best witnesses you could have because it's his own brother. This is a man who grew up with him. And uh, so uh, he certainly knew him. And uh, again, if there was anything there for him to grasp onto uh, that could spare him the, that pain that his brother did this horrible crime, uh, he, he would j jump for it. And, but it's just not there. Uh, so all these guys who want to believe it, you just want to believe it because you want to believe it. And again, you know, it, it, and the film ends on this as well, uh, the uh, documentary ver uh, version. Uh, you know, why, why the obsession with, with uh, conspiracy and why can't people accept the, the details as they are and what really happened? And uh, as I've said, the conspiracy theory is always sexier from the real story, but also because, uh, you, you know, it, it's just hard to accept that is this miserable little pathetic man <laughs> could take down someone so big and important as uh, President Kennedy. 
And but that's what happened, you know. And uh, so, uh, was there a conspiracy to kill the president? Perhaps, but maybe not. Yeah, perhaps there was one, but then Oswald came along and killed him before they could get to him. <laughs> that's if there ever was one. So. Uh, so since then, this was a 2003 film, uh, of course, uh, JFK was in the early nineties. Um, but since, uh, the 2003 film, I haven't really seen anything else that, uh, changes uh, the conclusions that the, that film comes through. I think pretty much nails the, uh, the final nail in the coffin of the conspiracy theories. And there isn't any more recently, of course, uh, Trump had the, uh, information released. So people poured through it to see if there's anything new. And there really wasn't the only thing of any interest that was a bit spooky was, uh, the call to, uh, MI6, uh, where someone, an anonymous caller called them and said, you better get over to the American embassy uh, because something's gonna, something big's happening in the uh, the states, and apparently this was uh, uh, this message was received five minutes before Kennedy was shot. So they was like, "Wow, you know, well, what are the odds that that they meant something else, and it just happened to be that this happened, or you know, what have you?" And uh, so, it, sure, it's interesting, but five minutes is enough time to suggest that you know, maybe they got it wrong. You know, maybe it was five minutes after. <laughs> you know, it's really close to the time limit of what that was. Uh, but other than that, there really is nothing to look at to say this shows that there was this massive uh, conspiracy and what have you. And a lot of the ideas that, oh, they wanted to take out Kennedy because uh, of the Vietnam or other people that there was horrible uh, right-wing plots that were coming and he, he squelched them and all this sort of stuff in Northwoods and all that nonsense. No truth to any of that. Um, but even if that, you know, the, the, somebody just wanted him out, uh, you didn't need to kill him. <laughs> there was plenty of stuff on Kennedy and tons of people knew about his habits with women and uh, the affairs. I mean, Kennedy apparently, uh, basically had sex with every woman he met <laughs> and it was constant. And, in, and this left him as a prime target for blackmail. And, um, uh, that would be another thing. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything that anybody was blackmailing him, but I mean, the Soviets most notably could have blackmailed him because, uh, in one instance, he was even dating a mobster's mistress as well. Boy, the, the stupidity in that. But of course, gee, uh, was he really stupid? Well, there's that, but it was also prim primarily he was com he had a huge compulsion <laughs> to do this sort of thing and couldn't couldn't control himself. So there's a lot of talk these days about the political scandals now because of all the sexual harassment and what have you. Boy, uh, uh, so far most of them maybe Bill Clinton, but most of them didn't have anything on uh, Kennedy <laughs> or that whole family apparently. <laughs> so you didn't need to kill him to 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 to, uh, to ruin him. And, uh, so yeah, there's no conspiracy. Uh, it's just a sad, pathetic little man gunned him down and uh, you can compare it to like uh, celebrity stalkers, you know, like the guy who killed John Lennon, the same thing, a pathetic little nobody loser and, uh, was never going to amount to anything. So he decides to choose infamy and, uh, there you have it. I think that's pretty much all it was. So, uh, Probably revisit this next year, but I don't see anything changing. <laughs> so, uh, so that ends this episode 
of the Mr. Nelson show. I got to say here, I've been listening to this and uh, I don't agree. There was something going on and you're never going to convince me there wouldn't. And I think you're just being a little too lackadaisical about this one, Nelson. I'm just not with you on that one. Well, uh, this is a strange uh, position to be in because, uh, well, I, d- I agree with Red. I, I know. Huh? It's just, I, oh, boy, this is really disturbing me. But still, yes, I, there was something going on there. I think we need to look at all the right wingers at the time, including Nixon, who was just waiting in the wing. What? And he always hated JFK, no. so you, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's what got us into Vietnam and the whole thing. Yeah, that's what it was. So, uh, boy, I tell you, I know I'm not agreeing with you on this one, Nelson, and certainly, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I am agreeing with, with the rest. Well, I don't necessarily agree with all them details, but I do agree there was a conspiracy. I mean, come on, you didn't even mention the grassy nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, a while back, there was some guy who produced a photograph in there and said, eh, you know, the details are pretty messed up, but you could still possibly see uh, the figure of somebody from the grassy knoll uh, holding a rifle and uh, taking the shot. Uh, Kennedy has passed by, and it almost looked like he was dressed in a policeman's uniform. So, boy, that was interesting. Yeah, right, right. Well, until they realized that at the position that this figure was in, you would have to conclude that the assassin was a midget uh, because that's how tall he would have to be in that position. So, yeah, that one pretty much got thrown well, out. Uh, well, how do you know it wouldn't? Uh, they had midgets back then. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Red. I mean, look at you. I mean, at this, it, you're agreeing with Lefty. That ought to tell you something oh, right there. Yeah, but, well. What the hell? Why do you gotta say it tells him something to agree with me? How come you didn't say it tells me something to agree with him? Well, uh, if you well, rather. I mean, if you I gotta take what I can wait, get, you know. Wait, wait, well, I hope everyone wait, had wait. a great uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, check out uh, the Rob Saul Show live Monday night on Ripped Radio, uh, where we'll be uh, entertaining. Pat Dixon of Crime Report in New York City Crime Report uh, on our show then. And, uh, well, if you missed that, don't worry. You can come here to Radio Misfits and tune in to the podcast of that very same program, which should be available by next Wednesday. So we'll see you there. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked. were gunned down by a hidden sniper as they drove out of downtown Dallas today in what had been a triumphal motorcade. The president was shot about 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as he and the First Lady drove with Connolly to a scheduled luncheon sponsored by Dallas business executives. There's been a report from the State Department 
a report from government sources in Washington, and the two priests who were with President Kennedy in the emergency room at Parkland Hospital in Dallas say the president is dead of bullet wounds. We repeat, reports say President Kennedy is dead of the bullet wounds fired by an assassin. Just before he died, President Kennedy was given the last rites of the Roman Catholic Church.